what the, this Torah is based on. This Torah of Nachman teaches that a person could, no matter where, what he does, could always find Hashem. This is very, very important because a person not always is in the shoe, not always sees he feels close to Hashem. So in this Torah he explains this is the whole topic of this trade, and the, to show that no matter where you are, how confused you are, how down you are, Hashem is always there to be found. He's there, it's just we're not, we're not paying attention, not realizing. So I want to repeat this number, Dalad, he says. He says like this, if you read it, you need to know shall fill him out to Meshuka, that even if you're deeply sunken in the clippers in impurity, you feel an incredible low level. You feel so far, there's no way I can get close to Hashem. Sometimes people feel like so, you know, they go through emotional turmoil, physical turmoil, or just unfortunately slipped. They feel as... Uh, how can I get back to Hashem? This is amazing. Oz Dalad, page 322. 322. So he says, even if a person fell into kfira, kfira meaning in being an atheist, now if you're, you know, people have asked me this question, if a person falls into atheism, how does he find Hashem? You know, it's, it's, it's just in his mind he thinks he's atheist because Hashem is there. That guy, you know, he's just not visible. Once you start paying attention, try to find Hashem, even though your mind is so confused and with, uh, with uh, many apicoses and this belief that you have, you could still find Hashem. You could seek Him and find Him because He's here, just we don't always pay attention because the world exists because Hashem makes it exist. And the, He holds the whole world in this Kedusha, this symptom, and every, every thought, everything that goes on to the world, you can always find uh, um, goodness and always find Hashem, which, the, which is the goodness. So even if a person, no matter what he did, you know, how bad he was, the mother relates stories, I explained last week, made incredible stories how a person was so down and so far gone in just in the in a position of sinning he also found the Shem was able to come back because the Rebbeinu really wants us always to come back it's not there's no there's no if ands and buts to explain this I once read a story a writer just a simple writer 
I always try to use this story to explain this. And the writer writes, um, a, a simple thing that happened, she observed in Yerushalayim. She had a neighbor, had a bunch of children. She was an American lady. And there was a nine-year-old who was giving them a hard time that night, putting a tantrum and carrying on. Finally, the child broke a vase. It was very sentimental for the mother. It was a vase that the mother uh, got from her father for her birthday. And she knocked over the vase, this nine-year-old. And the mother got so angry and said, leave the house. Just kick them out of the house. Just leave. And the house became quiet. Everything was quiet, calm. Everyone was doing the homework. The dishes were being put away. Everything seemed so calm. But, you know, it's getting dark outside. And the mother's thinking about her nine-year-old who just, she kicked outside and she opens the door and the nine-year-old comes running and hugs the mom and says, I'm sorry. Says she was watching the scene and the mother was crying more than the child. Because the mother, even though it asked the child to leave, it was annoyed, but no mother wants the child to leave. No mother wants that. No, every mother is a mother. I mean, and he wants the child, just the child was just um, out of control. The Rebani Shalim never wants us to leave. There's no, there's no thing that he wants you not to join and not to be. The Rebani Shalim is, is here and with us, sort of to say, never has this, that, you know, I'm expelling you. We, the Rebani Shalim is waiting for us to get back. No, we have to seek. Uh, we have to initiate it. And our initiation comes is we have to seek Hashem and we could find Hashem in every situation. The light of Hashem shines no matter how confused you are, how, how, how things are so far removed. You feel that I sinned and I fell. And no matter, it, still a person could find Hashem. So he says, he says, He says, the Rabbani Shem gives life to everyone. See, the fact that we are alive is the will of Hashem. You know, life comes, but Hashem wants us to live. The fact that the sun is shining, the fact that we are sitting here, shows that, you know, this is the will of Hashem. God gives life to everyone. The fact that we say, He gives life and He brings death. I mean, we are living because that's the will of Hashem. And it gives us life. As long as his life, you could always find the the Rebbeinu Shleilam in every situation. He says, <clears throat> he says, the, at the end of the, this paragraph, he says, he explains, it's not far from you. He explains, in your place, there's many sort of layers of clothing. Just that you can't see the Hashem, but just but Hashem is there no matter what. Now, this is we spoke about this a little bit now last week, and now he explains in a Chassidish and Chassidus how this is works. If you look at number five, he says, "As a person rises from level to level, he gets." He's able to know Hashem 
See, love comes from understanding Hashem. You know, I, I always say this, you cannot love someone, only love is, you know, we, in America love is used, you know, in every song, in every, you know. It's either totally misused or totally not used. You know, either use it on, means has lost, but the true love is when you like someone because you are, understand them, you, 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 you appreciate them, you cherish them, you respect them. That's what true love is. You can't love Hashem, it's just the more you think about Him, the more you understand. We don't really get to know what God is all about, but the more you're awed at His wisdom, the more you see how this world is standing, how the sun is shining, and how we have air to breathe, the more we experience sort of the world, the more that's we understand Hashem, we love Him. See, if Hashem is so removed from us, it's hard to love. You know, the bottom line is, you know, recently I was Menachem over someone, and one of the children was said to me, you know, the last few years I wasn't close to my father. I was living in Israel, Yerushalayim, and my brother, the two children, and my brother was living here, and he, you know, was always involved. I said, that's normal. You know, that's normal. He's here, and he took care of your father, and they were, they were together in business for a while, and he got sick. It is normal. If you don't spend time with someone, you don't interact, you, it, you lose that thing. Hashem is the same way. The more you interact, the more you daven, the more you think about Him, the more you feel the love, and the more you appreciate the, the, the awesomeness of Hashem, the closer you feel. It doesn't come you just, you know, by one, you know, one hello, or one text, hello. I say our davening is sort of a text, you know, because we daven and we text at the same time. You know, it's just, it's not sincere from our heart, you know what I mean? When you daven from your heart to Hashem, the more you daven, the more you sort of experience Hashem, and you think about Him, the more you, you know, no matter how, it could be in a negative way too. You know, the child is not well, and the father's taking care of the mother's taking care of the child, you feel closer to the child. That's the reality. So the more we think about Hashem, the more you, the higher level you go, the more, the more you, the love to Hashem comes, and you feel much more love too, he says. So he says, the higher level you go in the smart television on Simpson. There's also the, to explain this. This is a, a brought down in all Hasidis, Chabad, and Brest, of many, many Hasidis. The Rizal explains that really the light of Hashem is all over, except we block out the light. And the simple form is like the sun. You can't look at the sun directly. You got it one look, you got to look with the sunglasses sometimes. You got to block out the light. It's too powerful, the light of Hashem. The light of Hashem that lights up is sometimes there's many, many levels of clothing, sort of to say, that we, should, we don't look. But the closer you get to Hashem, the take, more you take off that malbush, the clothing, and better be able to see Hashem and understand Him and to appreciate. And what he said before, the more you love yourself with Hashem, because the closer you Hashem, you love Hashem, and the, the, you become to love yourself for yourself, he says. Let me, this is going to be a very important chapter, number six. The Yesh, I'm going to read it in English, because it's very, very profound. He says, therefore, there are good days, there are bad days. We all know that. We all know that some days are great, 
Some days you wake up and you don't know how you're going to live through the day. Sometimes good days, he says, it's a passing in initially. There are good days, he says, the days are called midoid measurements because the posse calls it midas yumai. The days is called measured. To explain this in, in, in physics, time is a creation. We do know that now. That has been proven over and over. You know, as the world expands, we do watch the universe expanding. The more it expands, so does time. Space and time gets created together. Time is a third dimension, is a creation. So it's measured, you know. In reality, if we look at the universe, it, is, it boggles the mind. We living 80, 100 years in this world, it compared what we understand, how the greatness of the universe is it's just a blink of an eye. I mean, we are so small and so insignificant that that is the greatness of Hashem. Even though we're so small, Hashem says, you are so important. There's no one who's unimportant. You know, sometimes we think that, you know, the one in the scene, every person is extremely important. See, bigness and smallness is only measured in this world. You know, the Empire State Building is so big, and this building is so big, this one is so, you know, famous, this is a little famous. That's in this world because we don't know how to judge things. And in Hashem's eyes, everything is nothing. So everything is important. It's the only way we live together in this world. We have, you know, we have our things, how we look. But the truth is, every thing is measured in this world and everything is great important. So the Pasik says that days are measured, he says. <clears throat> then he explains, the color Torah, the entire Torah, he midis HaKudosh Barchi. The Torah talks about the character traits of Hashem. Sort of, in a way. The Torah talks about love, fear, and, 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 and all the other mitzvahs. Which is and the world was created. Like except, I explained last week, and I was a young child. I remember a rabbi trying to explain this concept, and this stuck in my mind. I was a very young teenager, and the rabbi said, "You think that your head is round because your head is round, and now you put tefillin on it. The reason your head is round because Hashem knew the tefillin has to be put on your head. It could have been square your head." But in order to fill Shefir on the head, Hashem looked in the Torah, created the human being. That's what the Zoe explains. Hashem looked into the Torah, created the human, and created the human the way it works the Torah. It's not there was a human and now, okay, I don't want you to work Shabbos. I want you to do this. I want you to do kosher. He looked in the Torah. He created, that was the blueprint of, of creation. And he created us the way we look for the, in this way because that's how it's going to fit the Torah. So he says, so there's Oisius Torah all over. The letters of the Torah exist in every, every situation. There's no situation, there's no thing that you don't find the letters of the Torah. Means in, 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 in a piece of meat, it's spelled basar is meat in Hebrew. There is the sparks of letters there which created the meat. Now, the meat has many different things in it and many different things. There's letters all over. That gives them light. He explains. He explains, <clears throat> it says a very interesting thing. And if you turn the page, it brings a very famous Pasig in Kahelas. 
In Kehelet says, In a good day, enjoy your day, says Shloim HaMalach. King Solomon said, sometimes, you know, I always watch people, they go on vacation, they don't even enjoy the vacation, they're taking pictures the whole time. Hello? Just sit back, enjoy your vacation. No, no, got to take a picture, got to put out the camera, and another type of a camera. Shloim HaMalach says, in a good day, just I think in English she says, marinate over it, enjoy it, experience it, smell the flowers, just be toiv. Then Shoemer says, in a bad day, look for the good things. You wake up in a mood where you, you know, sometimes you don't want to take the covers off you. You want to stay under the covers for three days. You're just not in a mood to follow, you know, wake up and face the challenge of life. So Shlomo Melech says, when a person goes through such a day, he says, look, look at the good things. The person can control his way of thinking and his moods. This is the opposite of a secular way of thinking. You are in control of your feelings. You can change the mood. You can change the way you look at things. So Shlomo Melech says, in a bad day, or you're dealing with things that you hate that you're dealing with, with the things that is totally you know, tumor, and totally not clean, look, you'll find in that day, you'll find good things. And you'll find two things to appreciate. You'll find, uh, you know, I recently, I'll tell you a simple story. Before the recession, there was a lady who's a front lady, and uh, she's a nurse, and uh, <clears throat> she works in the hospital, and she was complaining that it's so hard, and, and quit her job, get another job, and asking what I should do. And a few months later, she calls me up and says, Rabbi, I am so happy with my job. <laughs> so I didn't understand why. At first, I didn't understand what she was trying to tell me. And then she says, well, I'm <laughs> at least six of my friends, wives and husbands, just lost the job the last few weeks. Working in Cedars, you're not, I'm not going to be fired as a nurse. So here, a few months ago, she was fetching that she works twice a week or three times a week, I forgot, and it was just on today she it's still today's day but another it's almost two years there is a she's so appreciative that she has a job and even though her husband lost the job for a while she's still able to pay the bills because of her job it's the way you look at things you could things could look terrible to a person the reality is not it's not so bad it's the way we we this is just a practicality and Nachman is saying over here even spiritually sometimes if you feel so dry totally dried up spiritually you could find in a bad day good things all the time and happy people have that in themselves somehow they have taught themselves to look at the positive things all the time kvetchy people unhappy people always find the cup is half full always find, no matter how things are going, always find something to criticize. Happy people always try to find something to cheer about. This is just happiness, but he's explaining this in godliness too. In a dark day where you don't feel close to Hashem, if you're so removed, where is Hashem? You could also find, look around and find godliness. But you have to look. This is what we are humans about. We don't work and just uh, things work by itself. Feelings, person has to look and has to watch and will find, no matter how down you are. So what, what in this entire Torah is explaining that no matter how far a person gets removed from things, he could always find Hashem if you look around. And even you're so confused, he says, 
that you think that I'm a, you think I'm an atheist. Thoughts fly through to your mind. No matter how, you know, obsessed you are with thoughts, and it's just going around your mind, a picosage of thoughts, if you want, you could start looking at the goodness and find God. Just we don't look. And very often it's, it's frightening to find Hashem. It's like uh, obligates it. But Hashem is always there to be found. So this is what he says. Then he says, <clears throat> how, how do you find the goodness? You read this sentence. He says, you find the goodness when he, he says he subjugates his even inclination. See, when you're in a bad mood, I always tell people, when you're in a bad mood, usually, I, I say this in public all the time, you ever notice when you got a ticket, a parking ticket? You'll notice you were not in a good mood. That has nothing to do, you know, the ticket with you, you know, it wasn't the ticket lady gave you a ticket and knew you, ah, oh, she's in a bad mood, I'm giving you a ticket. When you're in a bad mood, you make more mistakes. You stumble, you fall, you're, when you're down, you're critical, you're depressed. You'll always notice it's like one thing leads to another thing. When a person's happy, generally, are you, I mean, you don't, yeah, generally you don't get a ticket then. It always, when you are down, so he's saying, when a person is so down, don't control your evil inclination, whatever it is. Whatever is indulgent you have now, it's food or just to waste your time or just to, to not be productive and just to sit and glare at the TV. I mean, just control. When you control the evil inclination, you would find a great underneath the Kedusha there. You'll find Hashem. The truth is when a person does control his evil inclination, he does find happiness. Person who's A person who's disciplined has a much more happy attitude in themselves. But he's saying when you control the evil inclinations, you literally will find the goodness will start shining. Because no matter which situation you are, there's always Hashem. And even if you're dealing, who knows with whom you have to deal at work or your job. And it's very, uh, very not you know, comfortable your job, whatever it should be. You could find Hashem if you start looking, controlling the evil inclination, he says. So the light, Kedusha will shine, you'll find it. This is a very, very important thing because, you know, you have to remember this when you're in a bad day. Some people that get into a bad day, they don't remember what to do. They just don't want to get out of bed, and they don't want to, if it's a man who doesn't want to daven, and all of a sudden you forget to make brachas, you don't bench. You know, one reason you have to, like, tell yourself, yes, today is a bad day, and this is what I have to struggle today, and I would find the goodness. I will control my evil inclinations. I will get out of bed, even though you don't, and it's cold or whatever it is, and I will do what has to be done. Then you find the light underneath it, he says. He says even a very, very powerful thing he says. He says, he brings quotes of Zayi Kudish. The Zayi says, when you control the evil inclinations, literally the letters of of it, which is around you, as I said before, everything has the letters of the Torah all over. Everything has, everything has a seal of the letters of the Torah. You know, every molecule, every cell, you know, every cell is, you know, we see in a cell just what we see with our eyes. But what we don't see our eyes, if you know, today we, we do know the certain cells have things we know which we don't know what we know. Even physicists know that this interesting things 
if you know. But we do know spiritually in every cell there's a letter of Hashem. And all of a sudden when a person can he doesn't realize what happens to him, those letters get together and you get lit up. It lights a person up because our soul is attracted to, to the tighter. Your soul needs to be fed, just like your body needs to be fed and your, and your soul, emotionally you need to be fed, so does your soul need to be fed. And the more you look at the goodness of life, the more it gets fed and the more you see the light of Hashem, he says. Then he says, a filler, even if a person speaks with Gentiles or sees their behavior, he still knows the godly vitality, namely the letters of the Torah that are clothed in the garments with them. Let me explain what the Gemara says. The Gemara says, Tfil is called Toitufais. It's a passing in the Torah, and we say it in the Davening. The Toitufais, the Gemara says, is a very difficult word. What does that mean? So the Gemara has an explanation. Tat in Africa means two. Toitufais is literally two words. The first half is Tat, the second half pass. Tap by Africa is two, and pass in another language is also two. Like to, took two languages together, took two or two and put it into one word. And this is very interesting. What does that mean? There's a name of Tfilm. Imagine. Tfilm is called the Toitufois, the Gemara says, because Toitufois is really two, a word taken out of two foreign languages and put it together and made a word. Because Toitufais is the teacher teaching us that film is called this way because Toitufais also means really looking. We could find the Hashem in every language, in every situation. There's nothing that you say, I'm so removed, I can't find Hashem. No matter how you are removed and how far you are, you can always find Hashem. So even Toitufais is spelled is this way, that it is still the letters of Hashem is in every situation, in every language. You can always find something to learn, something goodness, even wisdom. You know, Shlomo Melech says, iskalti. I learned from everyone. So he says, the Medrash says, even from crazy people. Shlomo Melech says that I went, you know, when I was young, I had this illusion that in times of King Salmon, there was no... Everyone was mentally well and no problems whatsoever. The Medrash says, Shlomo Melech went into a house where unfortunately there were people mentally ill. He, I learned wisdom from them. You can learn wisdom from every situation. There is, there is light, God must never see. He, and Shlomo Melech says, not only light, but there is wisdom. In every situation there is wisdom. So but what he's explaining over here is that a person should look when you have a bad day and you just wake up in the morning or it doesn't have to be in the morning in the middle of the day things go disarray and you just feel like you're plotting calm down and look at the good things that's there because in every negative thing could be a good thing I, re I recently was watching two people arguing in the shul over, over Gemara arguing each one wanted the, the art scroll Gemara and the guy says, no, I prepared, it was too young. And uh, I said to myself, they're arguing over Gemara. And uh, each one wants to have the Gemara to understand the Gemara. They, each one wants to really get it to understand. Now you can look at it as childish, I mean, it's to, I arguing. You know, to, but the truth is, in every situation, this, each one wants to really get to know the Gemara well. And really want to the art school edition, to understand the Gemara well. 
So in every, even though it's childish, but there is, in every situation, there is also goodness. I'm not saying it makes it okay to argue, but in every situation, there is a goodness there too. And the reason he's doing it, because he wants to know the Gemara. Why does he want the Gemara? Because he's religious. He wants to be close to Hashem. The underlying of everything is what is because he, the closeness that he wants to be Hashem. So this is true in every situation. It's hard to give example. In every situation you could find wisdom, goodness, and light of Hashem, he says. I want to skip to Ches because the, the number Zion is a very deep Kabbalistic thing and I'll get back to it if you have a chance. So I want to first explain number Ches what he's saying. He says, you should know, number eight, if you look at number eight, it is known that God loves dwells upon the Torah. You know, this is a very, very important Yisad. That the love of Hashem is in every day, in every mitzvah, in every situation. You know, it, I always explain this in a very simple way. A mother tells a two-year-old to take a bath, and the child is fighting, doesn't want a bath. If the two-year-old could speak and says, why is my mother torturing me? I don't want a bath. Child goes in order of talking, just putting up a tantrum. But the two-year-old doesn't want a bath. I, the mother knows, if you're not going to bathe, you're going to be smelling, and no one's going to take care of you. It's going to be terrible. But the two-year-old doesn't understand it. He just understands, I don't like bath. This is true in everything. Everything in life is that way. Everything that we don't like, it doesn't mean just because we don't like it, doesn't mean it's not good. It could be great. You know what I mean? You ask young teenagers, they don't like to brush the teeth. Ma, do I really have to brush my teeth again? You know what I mean? Yes, you do. And you know, yeah, the mother has to fight them. Did you brush your teeth before you go to sleep? You know, that's sort of a battle sometimes. Well, but it is the best thing for the child. The child doesn't appreciate it now because he's young to understand it. This is, an, this is what we see, understand as an adult. It truthfully, in every mitzvah, in every challenge that you face in life, is the love of Hashem goes there, the Zoe says. You have a, a, a terrible challenge today. Let be it your business, at work, a spouse, or uh, in-laws, whatever. You, we look at it, ah, my mother-in-law's coming and I'm going to have a tough day today. Or, you know, there's a leak and that's got to taken care of. And the truth is, sometimes we don't understand always how, but in that leak and in that negative thing, there is also love of Hashem. Very often we don't know. Very often we, there's no way we're going to know. There's no way how we'll understand till Mashiach come, the great love of Hashem about the Holocaust. But there is, we need to believe in every situation, because the truth is God created us because He really loves us. He, uh, we are His creations. It's not... You know, we're not an advocate of Hashem. We are His creation. He, it's like we created this doll and this computer program. He did create us. He wants us to rise and to get the Olam Haba. Gave us the challenge of this world. But the ultimate, he, I, am, I didn't have a choice to come down. I always say this. I, no, it's a Mishnah. I was, no one asked me, you know, Hashem didn't ask me, do you want to come down to this world? Or you don't want to come down to this world. He didn't ask me, choose your parents. He didn't ask me, choose your twin brother. 
didn't ask me, you know, my parents should be Holocaust survivors or not Holocaust survivors. He didn't ask me which name I shall grow up with, with the, and whether it was with the Puerto Ricans or without the Puerto Ricans. You know, he was sent me down, and every person was sent down. None of us chose our parents. None of us chose the neighborhood we were born. This is Hashem, your custom made, because his ultimate love knows this is where you have to be born. It's not like, you know, okay, sometimes, you know, teach us to place the children. And, uh, someone just told me they had to run to New York, so he placed one child by this friend, another child, this friend. It doesn't, you know, what do we know which child is going to be good where? It doesn't work by Hashem. Hashem is, everything is open book. He knows exactly who you are. I don't know who I am. Hashem really does know who you are. He really knows you. To, to, and he knows exactly what's perfect for you, what you have to go through. In every situation, there's the love of Hashem, what, what you're going through. Now, we think the love of Hashem is, we have, a, as I always say, we have a Rav slips. It comes to Shoshone Yom Kippur, we have a long list, and we tell Hashem, I, I know what's good for me. I need this... You know, the, my daughter to make a shidduch, my son to make a shidduch, my son should be successful in business, and I should also win the lottery, of course, the big one. You know, everyone has the lists, but they think if Hashem really likes me, you know, something Hashem knows exactly what is best for you. We have a right to daven, we have a right to ask Hashem things to change, that's what He wants us to do. But the ultimate love is in every situation where we go through, there is the ultimate. We just see the pain. I always say this, I say over this story, when my youngest child was born, my wife had a cesarean, and she had a hernia operation at the same time. And her good friend, the exact same week, had a hernia operation. I remember her friend is not a kvetch at all, but she was called my wife and asking, she was kvetching, kvetching, kvetching. Standing there and I'm thinking, my, you know, my wife had a cesarean and a the same, you know, hernia operation, and she wasn't catching. The difference is there's a baby here, and once you have a baby, you forget about everything. But it's only a hernia operation, I'm laying in bed, and you're catching, and I always tell people, being depressed is a luxury. When there's a, when there's a depression, and there's nothing food to run around, no one has the room, to, no one has time to be depressed. You know, my, my parents are Holocaust survivors, they came out of the, out of the Holocaust, no one had time to catch. You know, I, I remember growing up, my parents used, used to tell us as children, do you hear us ever quetch? Right? It's a good point. I never heard them quetch. There was no time to quetch. They were just survivors. You know, it's a luxury. We could sit down and uh, say, I'm depressed and I'm moody and uh, I need a therapist. And maybe I'll get it out of my system. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a great luxury. But a person, you know, and the truth is, I'm not denying people walk around with unhappy feelings and the, the best way, the best, you take care of the best way you, you understand your feeling. But in the truth, the underlying of all our experiences is, is the love of Hashem. In everything, even though you don't see how. You don't understand right now how this is the love of Hashem. But the ultimate, ultimate, the love of Hashem goes in every day. So Edezoi says, every day there's, there's the love of Hashem. In every situation. So even day today is not your day. You wake up and say, this is not my day. You know, I mean, uh, I see already, you know, I've heard this often. People say, you know, today I know, I know things are going to go wrong already in my office. And I uh, woke up in that mood. No, 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 no. You could change it. 
you could you know take charge of yourself and look at the good things he's saying so he says again he says <clears throat> that is as is written in the holy Zay, daily god commands us his kindness and every day there's love of hashem he says Shachesed, he says the Zoya says, love travels which every day. You know, it's not only a great day is the love of Hashem. And every day, Midas means the measurements. See, because to explain this in the in the Chassidus in a deeper level, the Rebani Shloilam is Ainsaf. There is no limit. We are limited. This is we are. This world has a limit. How big it is. Our life is limited. How long we're going to live? We we face it. Don't face it. We are limited. How long we're going to live? We are very limited in many many things. That's called the tzimtzum. Tzimtzum means the limitations. Hashem limited us. How long you uh, how long you can live? How big you are? How how big your house is going to be? We are very limited. No matter how lucky you think you are, and how much money you are, you still, we all live in a limited, limited, limited thing, Tzimtzum. So Tzimtzum usually represents sort of din, you know, sort of the din, you know, you, uh, I'm closing the door, I'm making, no, in that Tzimtzum, and everything is the great love of Hashem. That's what the Zoya says, in every Tzimtzum, and every measurement is the love of Hashem. He measured how long we're going to live. So our life, in the life, how long we can live, what we're experiencing, and who the children, who we interact, is the, is the love of Hashem that's there, who continuously, in every day, in every situation. <clears throat> now this is, and I'm repeating this often, because this is a very, very important concept. Most people, I've said this often, most people do kvetch. Let's face it. All of them. It's natural. It's just part of human being. We quetch. My, I always say I have a big proof that not only do we quetch, we even don't know how to say thank you. Hallmark is a billion-dollar business. I was explained. I thought it was just cards. People tell me it's a billion-dollar business because we don't know how to say thank you. We need Hallmark to teach us how to say thank you. Hallmark does not teach anyone how to quetch. We know a better job than Hallmark. Second of all, the cards of Hallmark is too small. To quetch. Well, we quetch. <laughs> we say it. Uh, we, we, we explain it. And we say ten times. You know, we, when, you, when a guy calls, wants to say, calls up mothers, they say to the mother, I love you. doesn't say it ten times. When the same boy called the mother, was annoyed the mother, Mom, you did it again. You did it again to me. And ten times could say in the same conversation. Call your mom and say, I love you. Oh, that was so sweet. They say ten times. Yesterday you screamed at your mom ten times. Why did you scream? Why do you match funds and scream? See, negativeness goes very easy. It has its own machine. You know, no one, I always joke about it, and I say no one ever went to a therapist and said, I don't know how to quetch and pounds and teach me how to do it. We know how to do it. We're experts, every one of us. What we don't know is the positive things. What we have to fight for is to compliment and to be happy and to find the goodness. What Rabbi Nachman is teaching in this story is to find the sparks of goodness in every situation. That you need to work on. Because it's very easy to, you know, very easy to, 
you know, to wake up in, 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 in a bad mood. In a, that happens to the best of us and often it happens. The trick is, is to say even though it's sort of a negative day, even though and I am in a bad mood, and even though things look not good to me, but I could find right now godliness in this symptom over here, in this bad day, in this bad deal, in this headache. In the in the non-goodness, I could always find Hashem. This is this is the 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 the, the, the profoundness of this Torah, and this is something that gives a person strength. It really gives a person to know that is, you know, that even though you are confused, sort of to say, you could still find Hashem in every situation. <clears throat> then he says, because the ultimate thing. As I began to explain this last week, the ultimate thing of everything is, is to have a relationship with Hashem. Begin the Mishtudonle, to recognize to Hashem. Okay, I always say this, that often, as, as from people, we cross the T, dot every I, but we forget, you know, our relationship with Hashem. You know, what, you know it's, it's sort of, most of us, relationship with Hashem is a very selfish thing. Shem, can you do this for me? Can you do, you know, how, maybe I could do something for Hashem. That doesn't happen to us. You know what I mean? Like, you know, get, get up in the morning. What can I do for Hashem today? I really believe that it comes to a person by itself. You know, wake up in the morning. I once, one person came to me many years ago, and he made a ton of money in a deal, and he says, I have to thank Hashem somehow. I mean, I, this, this is not normal. Not that he wanted to do something, he says, he said, what, what should I give the mice, how should I do it? And, but the person should wake up, he says, you know, all day long, I'm asking him for myself. You know, please help me. You know, I'm nothing wrong, but I overheard my daughter tells me that, you know, she says that there was no parking space. I was looking the other week, and I asked Hashem, help me find the parking space. Great. Down for the parking spot, down for Panasa. But when was the last time he said to Hashem, you know, Hashem, I really want to do something for you. I want to do something for the Shekhinah. We have a very, we forget that it has to be that we have to, it's a two-way relationship. We have to look at Hashem who we love and who loves us. And really also ask, is it what I could do for Hashem? It's, it's a long topic another time, but, the, the, but in, in this title, what he's trying to bring out, a very profound thing, is that finding Hashem, all this finding Hashem, you get to know Hashem. You recognize Hashem. That's also a big thing. Next step is afterwards to be able to give to Hashem. But right now, let's find Hashem in our life. Let's not have the voidness of Hashem in our life. Very often, people just walk around and he doesn't find God in himself. You know, when you're in trouble, when in the foxhole, all of a sudden everyone becomes a religious. But you don't, in every day when things are going well, you know, I should really thank Hashem. I should really daven. How can I not thank Hashem? Or my davening should be better. We, we sort of, Unfortunately, Hashem doesn't come into our thoughts often. That's why davening is so, so important. That's why the Hashem came and he introduced and he said the concept of davening shouldn't be the Iker, he explained, because we are void with that relationship with Hashem. We don't think about Hashem. When a person davens, I always, I always tease the Chassidim, the Tanya when he said, Wanted a minute to daven, it should take a morning davening an hour and a half without Kriya Satayra. 
an hour and a half. You tell the person the davening takes 40 minutes with Chris, so they get nervous. What's taking so long? The Baal is, you know, they're all nervous. Because davening is the tool that, you know, connects us to Hashem. See, because God is invisible. It's very easy to have a relationship with someone you see. But it's, he's invisible, so we have to fight it. It's not something, oh, I could come and visit and talk to you and exchange ideas and enjoy your company. It is not seen. So we have to, in order this, that's why three times a day davening is very important. Because when we daven, oh, you know, it's not, often I say to people, most people come to daven and the davening is because they don't want to feel guilty. If it didn't daven, they're going to feel guilty. Very rarely you see someone says, ah, can't wait for mencha. You know, I mean, you, you run to Mincha, where can you get it over with? You know, quickly, let's get Mincha over. It's, I, I tease my children. I say, comes to, uh, uh, to dessert, Ma, what's for dessert? They light up. Is it the strawberry ices or what did, what's for dessert? Benching, let's bench. It's like, you gotta take care of it. Get, you know, something in a, it's not that we say, ah, you know, not that we ate. Nana just live How do we thank Hashem the right way? Because that comes because Hashem is not in our presence. We don't see it. That's the challenge. That's what it is such. It is a big challenge. Don't think it's a small challenge. But the more you daven, the more you daven, the more you talk to Hashem, God becomes a reality. And you realize Hashem in your, in more and more and more. What I'm not going to say in this Torah, he's saying is that you could find Hashem in every light, in every situation. This is the toy base, this entire lesson is, no matter how down you are, you could find the light of Hashem. But how? To control your evil inclination, and then you could find Hashem there, he says. And he says, uh, number nine, he says another very, very, important thing you know every person wants to have peace but every person I, I always tell newlyweds I want your Sean Bias to be I recently told the newlywed I said to him I want your Sean Bias to be Alexis then I said no 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 not Alexis I want to be a Bentley I learned a new word of two years ago. A Bentley. I want, and it's difficult for most people. A, a, a guy recently tells me, a newlywed tells me, I don't argue with my wife. He says, either you're malach or you're not honest. How could you not argue? I mean, that doesn't, you know, it's not reality. Shalom, is, we, it doesn't go so easy, peace. We gotta work on peace. Rachm is saying a very, very profound way. The Torah is called is called peace. The more Torah you have in yourself, the more you can acquire peace. It means you learn how to argue in a peaceful way. You learn how to get along in a peaceful way. There's no two people ever going to see eye to eye. That does not exist. You know, there's always going to be something that you're going to disagree. No matter how lucky you are, your marriage is the best, best marriage. There are always going to be differences. That's the reality. But you learn how to be in a peaceful way, argue in a peaceful way, understand each other way each one is coming. The Torah teaches a person how to make compromise, how to make peace. There's even a deeper level. When Mashiach comes, 
The Pasik says, describes the Mashiach's coming, gives a description that a lion is going to live with a sheep and a bear is going to live with a lamb. Now, how does that work with a goat? That means there'll be so peace, there's no reason that even to argue. See, now we can argue and differ, and we learn how to, how to live with it and compromise with each other. That's also shalom. That's a great, great thing of shalom, great, great uh, thing about peace. To understand your spouse, you understand your children, you understand your neighbor, and how to give in and how to facilitate things to, to take uh, shalom. Mashiach comes, it's going to be so, there's not, it's going to be just, I think in English you say utopia, you say in English, is that the right word? I mean, it's going to be just incredible peace. That's incredible, incredible peace. That will be when Mashiach comes. Right now, the more Torah you learn, and the more the panemius of the Torah you learn, the more you develop inner peacefulness. See, peace has to begin with yourself. You have to, you know, when, when there is a, the more inner peaceful you are, the less you argue. You know, you ever noticed, any, <clears throat> anyone who has children, or you're honest with yourself, when you're hungry, you're very agitated, and you get into arguments quickly. What happened? I mean, just because you didn't have breakfast yet, what, uh, that's how humans are. We get into much quicker, we much, our defense system is down, and we argue much quicker, and we get irritated much quicker. So the person needs to have an inner peacefulness, and the inner peace that comes to the more Torah, the more Kedusha. And he says in this story over here, he says, in a, in, this is in a bridge version, but in the, in, in the, the Kitan inside explains it, that the more a person gets Torah and learns Pneumius, Chassidus of the Torah, the more he develops inner peace and he can love himself with Hashem. Like I explained last week, you got to love yourself. Because when you really love yourself, you could love another person. Uh, uh, the pastor says, but I have to, love your friend as much as you love yourself. If a person does not like themselves, they self-loathe themselves, those people, you, you can't even have a, you feel the vibes. You sit with them, you see vibes, are, it's not good. A person really likes himself, respects himself, cares for himself, such people, you can get along much easier. So this is what I have to come He says, the more you learn the panemis of the Torah, the more you can connect sort of to Hashem in a much deeper way. The more, and he's saying over here. So, that's what he explains over here, we'll try to round this, finish over here, that the Torah is called Darcheu Darkenoyam. The Cholmosiv say Shulam. Darkenoyam means it's a sweet road, pleasant, pleasant road. And then the dark means when the roads are wide, it's Darkenoyam. It's so comfortable, so sweet. The trick is when you have to go in this path, share a path with someone, then you have to compromise, find Shalom how to cross that path. And the more, he says, you find Hashem in every remote situation, the more you're going to find inner peacefulness. And that, in, in, in the story also explains, and you are attached to the, the, to the Torah of Tzedekim. When you learn 
even from tzaddikim who are not alive. When you learn the words of tzaddikim, you also learn how to be peaceful, because the great tzaddikim were great, very peaceful people, so the teachings taught about peace. So that you develop inner peacefulness. And there's nothing in the world so powerful as an inner peacefulness. When a person wakes up and he feels an inner peacefulness, the whole day is great. When you wake up, you know, a few years ago a guy told me he wakes up in the morning with a machine gun in his hand. I told him, please go see a psychiatrist. I mean, if you wake up with a machine gun in your hand, how does the rest of the day look? But you know, there are people who wake up and angry and, uh, and they suffer and, and internal conflicts. person asks, the more you learn Torah, the more you take Hashem into yourself, and the more you realize that Hashem runs the world, the more you let go of the control, you know that you find peacefulness in yourself. So that we should help us. We should be able to get along peaceful with everyone. He likes himself, he takes care of his life. 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 He takes care that's true, that is true, but uh, that is, when I'm talking about this, you have to ask the Kuma, you should like something that you like yourself. If you don't like yourself, you have to love someone else. If a person doesn't love, like himself, there's no room to love another person, unfortunately.